Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Craig F. I am the re Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Today's date is February 25th, 2019. Today we're reading from the big book and we are at page 10 on the fourth paragraph that begins with ministers in the world's religion and we're going to read one paragraph. Today's readers are Allison L, Kelly S, and Martha Z. For the 12 steps, we have Allison E, 12 traditions, Amy K. Um, I always have to look away. <laughs> Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovered, recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, and that's to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Uh, I will now ask, uh, Allison E. to read the 12 steps. Why don't you just eat less and exercise more, you fat bastards? Allison, go ahead. You may have to unmute yourself again, Allison. Hi, good morning. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Okay. All right. Hi. Good morning, everyone. This is Allison E. from New York, Compulsive Overeater. The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our Sorry, can you see from the 12 colon and work backwards? ...of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening, as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters 
and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. I pass. All right. Thank you very much for your service. All right. I'm now going to ask uh, Amy Kay to read the 12 traditions, please. Good morning. It's Amy Kay in New York, a recovered compulsive overeater. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you for their service. Thank you. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then we stop and share on what was read. Anybody can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing and you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book so mean. I can't all. tell you about the new Jesus Zephyrus, can I? To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know any let us know by saying pass and then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page ten with the fourth paragraph. How do I mute myself? Sorry, what what do I press to mute myself? Uh, on fourth paragraph with it starts with ministers and the world's religions. Uh, okay, so first reader is Allison. Allison L, you're uh, you're up, please. Sure, thanks, Craig. Can you hear me? Okay. Is it star six to mute? Sorry, is it is it is it as? 
With ministers in the world's religions, I parted right there when they talked of a God personal to me who was love, superhuman strength, and direction. I became irritated, and my mind snapped shut against such a theory. Good morning. This is Allison L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio. And uh, so up to this paragraph, Ebby's come to share with Bill about how a simple religious idea and a practical program of action have been working to keep him sober and contently so more than anything else he's ever experienced. Um, And so Bill, as he's telling him this, Bill's now recalling his thoughts about church and God, and he's thinking of what he's been told and what he's heard, and, and yet he's never experienced that for himself, and so his mind disregards it, snaps shut against it, and that's where I can relate. I had no church upbringing, and as an an adult, one of the things I tried um, to to fix myself um, was was church, and so I would go, and I heard, you know, people talking about this personal relationship with something I couldn't see or touch, um, and I didn't understand that, Um, but I kind of longed for it, Um, but as they talked about this God that they depended on, um, and in a way, same, in a way, same thing as they talked about depending upon God um, and it being a power that's greater than themselves. Um, I recognized the way they spoke, the church people and the OA people I heard, the way they talked of this relationship and dependency upon God was how I felt and related to food. I could see that food was my God with a little G. And it had been working in my life up until the point that it, it just didn't work anymore. And so I needed a bigger, stronger, a divine source of power. Um, and so in a way, when I'm introduced to this program of action to get me in touch with the divine um, power that can change my life um, and, and has more power in ways that the little G God of food um, did not have power that worked for me. So I followed the steps, the actions that I can do, that I was instructed to do, and um, build a relationship with this divine power um, that guides my life now. Um, and it's, it's experiential um, change and energy that happens through this process. So people could tell me, um, you know, what it was like to rely on this power greater themselves, what the promises felt like to be true. But um, I, couldn't, I couldn't grasp it until I experienced it for myself. And the only way I could experience it for myself was through entire abstinence and working through the steps to get that contact with this power greater than myself. Um, nothing else would bring about the, the psychic personality, emotional change um, that I needed until, until I did that work. And so with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Allison, for the lead-in. Okay, um, who would like to share this morning? Remember that we're asking for people if you've shared in the last. Serena, uh, if we if you shared in the last couple of days, Margaret, to, Margaret to uh, stand aside and let some new voices on. Okay, I've got, I've got Lisa J. Who, who was there? Was somebody in the background there? Was that Jason K? Jason K. Yep. Oh, good morning. Right. Rovina. Pearl M. I, I think you. Were, I think you were first, Arena. Uh, who, who was that? M. Pearl M. Pearl. Okay. Thank you. One more. 
Vasao. Okay, let's go with this lineup. We have Irini, Margaret D, Lisa J, Jason K, Pearl M, and Vasa O. All right, go ahead, Irini. Hi, it's uh, Marina K. Um, uh, grateful recovering compulsive Rita. Um, yeah, and I guess um, I can relate to my mind snapping shot um, because that's what I did for um, for most of the time that I was in OA. Sorry, I'm just going into a quiet room. That was for most of the time that I was in OA. My mind was snapped shut. Um, and for as long as it was snapped shut, um, nothing was going to change for me. Um, and I just stayed in the food um, and going around and around in circles. Um, and it was only when um, I became open, you know, to the program through pain, you know, through the pain of repeating the same behavior and getting the same results, um, that I became teachable. And it hasn't been, it's been a long, long process for me. Um, and, you know, the last part of that has happened since coming into a vision where um, the, I'm beginning to feel what I've heard people talk about for so long, the psychic change, um, which, you know, for me is represented by the fact that I, instead of having a really negative attitude towards people that I meet, um, you know, day in, day out, um, my head, the dialogue in my voice, in my mind has changed to, can I be of service to this person? How can I be of service to this person? Um, and that's not something I could ever have imagined doing even a month ago. So, um, uh, yeah, and that's what I wanted to share. Thank you. I'll pass. Okay. Thank you, Rowena. Margaret D. followed by Lisa J. Margaret? Um, good morning, everybody. This is Margaret D. in Georgia, and I'm very grateful to be a recovered compulsive eater. Um, hey, I just I want to thank Elisa for what she just shared. It hit me to the bone um, about that it's experiential. And I've only been abstinent. I just picked up a 90-day chip <clears throat> yesterday. And I've been in program for almost well, 31 years, and had different periods of abstinence, but it was like the white-knuckling abstinence. Um, um, and so I think my mind was definitely still snapped shut. It's, it's this thing about it being experiential. The only thing that I've got really that I can offer that might help somebody is my experience. And so when I say that, you know, for 30 odd years, at different times when I would start to recover, my mind would snap shut. That's what I can really, I can just really relate to it. And it didn't matter what the story was. Phoenix, don't, well, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to stop there because. She wants to do an amen constantly, but um, it's such a miracle for your mind, for God to get through your mind being snapped shut, and I'm, I will be forever grateful for that, and with that, I pass. Thank you, Margaret. Okay, next we have uh, Lisa J, followed by Jason K. Lisa? 
Good morning. Thank you so much for your service, Craig. It's Lisa J. Recovered gratefully from compulsive eating for this 24 hours. The word that really stuck out to me is irritated. And anytime I'm disturbed or irritated or unreasonable or whatever's feeling uncomfortable inside of me, I'm not comfortable with that feeling. And so I had to have food to bring that sense of ease and comfort. And I'm so grateful for this program because it teaches me, I'm just going to read a little excerpt from the um, Appendix 2. There's a principle which is a bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments and which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance. That principle is contempt prior to investigation. And I lived in that ignorance my entire life and using food as ease and comfort and a solution to my problems until I came to this program. And when I started working the 12 steps and got a sponsor, um, it was all very practical, but it was really difficult to try to do it because my my entire life I'd never been exposed to anything like a practical solution. And it was always diets and workout programs and everything my mind could think of, but I was living in ignorance. And until I really walked through the 12 steps with a sponsor, it didn't matter how much knowledge I had about this book or how many pages I read, but until I really started doing the work is when my life started to turn around. And when I can practice all of this stuff in every single relationship, in every single problem, every time I'm irritated, I just go back to the steps and I can... Now, through a 10th step turnaround, I can take that very practical step, even though I feel like it's not going to work as many times as I've done it, by the time I get to the end of that step and I've shared it with someone and I've said the prayer, I receive a sense of relief. It's like putting a key in a lock and turning it and opening the door and I'm free. And I still can't explain to anyone how that can happen except that it's happened to me. And until it does, when I'm irritated, my mind snaps shut because I can't understand it. And there's no way I can explain it unless someone walks through it. And so if you're there, if you're listening, continue to call back. Start working the steps. This really works. Thank you. Pass. Thank you, Lisa. Okay, Jason K. followed by Pearl M. Jason? Good morning, everybody. This is uh, Jason K. Recovered Compulsive Eater and Bleeming Outside of Philadelphia. Um, good to hear you on the line, Craig. Um, and for me, uh, the, when I read this paragraph, um, one word comes to mind, which is pride. And uh, for me, I struggled with this pride. And when I heard of the God idea um, a, as a teenager, when I started exploring this, you know, I got downright irritated and, you know, I, I slammed the Bible shut and kind of laughed at it and said, this is absurd and ridiculous. And I was basically saying, I know better. Like, I know this isn't true. Um, and my aunt was a nun and she said, I don't understand how people live without a personal connection to God. And I, and I felt sorry for her and I kind of looked down on her. And I have that character defect of being uh, smugly superior um, to other people. Uh, and you know, so when she said that, and, and I just kind of set, felt this pity for her, and I kind of judged her, and I kind of looked down my nose at her, you know, very silently. Um, and, I, and I didn't take a position of, you know, I'm interested, I'm curious, I'm open. Um, tell me more. You know, I didn't take that position. So basically, 
I was living a life on self-will, I know better, looking down my nose. And another form of my pride came, came uh, in, the, in, the, in the form of me saying, you know, I got this. I got this. I'm going to, I'm going to stop eating. I'm going to start exercising more. I'm going to lose the weight. And I was talking to a buddy of mine in uh, playing hockey. And I said, yeah, yeah, I'm losing the weight. He said, oh yeah, how how far down are you now? Oh, oh, I'm not, I'm not really down. Oh, well, what are you doing different? Well, I'm, I'm not really doing anything different. Well, do you have a goal weight? Well, no, I don't really have a goal weight. I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything different. I was caught in this cycle of delusion thinking I'm losing the weight. I'm going to do this. And, um, I also was at an OA meeting and I had some abstinence and I was sharing and saying, you know, I can't get long-term abstinence. How, how do I get long-term abstinence? And I kind of wanted a tip or a trick or, a, you know, some encouragement. And two women came up to me with, with decades of abstinence between them. Um, big book, big book, something you know big book um recovery and they said work the steps i said yeah yeah i know i know i know work the steps right what did i do i didn't i didn't work the steps and when i finally became willing uh when i finally became uh willing to go to any lengths which was after the uh, convention in new jersey um one of the first things i did is actually craig i called up craig and i said craig i don't understand some things about program i need help and I started asking questions, and I, I really became teachable. Um, I, I asked, you know, if God's going to do this, why do I have to be willing to go to any lengths? I didn't understand those two things. They seemed contradictory to me. And Craig explained those things. And I was finally open to listen, uh, to be willing. And I asked him about other parts of my life. Why do I have to change these other parts of my life? And he talked about how um, this is a program of integrity and honesty and spirituality, and you can't live you know, out of integrity and expect to be obstinate. And I got it. And I became willing to change, to let go of those character defects. Um, thank God, because I, I, I'm, I'm abstinent today after a year and five months. But I have to be careful that pride doesn't come back, that I don't go, um, I can, I can go to my OA meetings and look down my nose at people who aren't recovered. I can um, look down my nose at people who do things differently. I can still fall into that character defect of pride. Um, and um, I have to be careful for that today. So um, embarking today with humility, um, especially using the 10-step tool when I feel that pride, uh, because that pride separates me from you. And if I'm separated from you, it's akin to being separated from, from God. Um, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Thank you, Jason. Thank you very much. Okay, next up we have Pearl M, followed by Vasa O. Vasa O. Pearl? Pearl? You still with us? Apparently we've lost Pearl. So let's go ahead. Vasa, are you available? Which paragraph are we on? Oh, oh okay, sure. We're on uh, page 10, the fourth paragraph, with ministers in the world's religions. Thank you. Who was, was, we have Pearl or Vasa available? Hi, this is Pearl. Can you hear me? Okay, go ahead, Pearl. Go ahead, I'm Pearl. so sorry about that. I was just going on and on and still was muted. 
Um, my name is Pearl from North Carolina Compulsive Overeater. Thank you so much for allowing me to share. I really appreciate it. Um, the part of the story that I identify in was with the part about my mind being shut. When I first uh, came to this program, I had been a Christian or saved or uh, religious for over 20-something years. And when I came into program and I learned that it was about God, I didn't know. I was like, I thought I had God, but I didn't. I didn't have God. I had I had my little God, which was food, but I didn't have the spiritual God. And so when I heard that, I'm like, oh God, what am I, what am I going, going to do? And so, but I am so grateful to this program for really, really bringing me to who God really is. God is not traditions and 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 rules and regulations because that's what I was following. And I thought I had God, and I was closed off to everything else, everything that didn't kind of look like me or or, or serve like me or worship like me. I didn't want to have anything to do with it. But I am so grateful to this program for opening up God to me, for opening up spirituality for me. So I consider myself now as a spiritual person, not a, not a God-ordered person, but a spiritual person. And with that brings so much freedom. I, I was listening to a podcast when I first came in, and I heard um, Irene talk about God, and I heard her talking about the God of her her youth and her mother's God, and, and, and I was walking in a path, and I just broke down and cried right there because the God that I had learned about, I was in bondage with that God. I couldn't do certain things. I couldn't love like I wanted to love or needed to love. So I was so grateful to this program for giving me God, for giving me the true God. Now I can love. And with that love comes freedom. And with that freedom comes a relationship with God who I can go talk to instead of turning to the food. I can turn to God because you know what? I know he hears me. I know he loves me. And I know he's there for me. So anybody who has been in, is saved for years and, and thought you had God for years and you had a form. You didn't have God. You had a form of God. But keep coming back to this program. These steps will show you how to open up and truly receive who God truly, truly is. And I am so grateful to OA for that. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pearl. Thank you. Next up, we, we have Vasa O. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Vasa, thank you, Craig, for your service. And I'm grateful, grateful Recover Compulsive Overeater. I just did not know what I did not know before I came to the program. And I really have forgiven myself, you know, and also forgiven for other people. I've forgiven other people through the 12 steps. But anyways, um, I remember, well, I grew up in a communist country. So we were taught in school and out there in society there was no God. So I had a lot of mixed feelings. Yes, I was baptized in the church. Yes. Uh, you know, I went to church, I was growing up at times, but I was, I had a lot, a lot of confusion in my head. And uh, the food addiction brought me on my knees to, to God, well, to my higher power. After trying to put the food down for so long, so many years, I had the gift of desperation. But hearing about God here, because I became irritable. You know, when I heard about God, I became irritable. And my mind snapped shut against such a theory. And I did grow up like a fearful, punishing God, a projected people that had hurt me on God. 
But anyways, I really love the idea of hearing a higher power rather than God. And later on, yes, I did, you know, I do say, you know, my higher power is my, my God. I've come to believe. I did not believe, but I've come to believe uh, over the years. Um, and, you know, of course, my kids were christened, and I got married in a church and all, but it was all tradition. It was all rules. I uh, I had no spirituality. I didn't know anything about food addiction. I didn't know about the disease, the mental obsession. I didn't know any of that. And I was I had been struggling for many, many, many years with it. So I was, you know, just so ready and willing to surrender to a higher power, to a God, to the twelve steps. Whoever somebody said, if you do this, then your life is going to get better. And uh, and I did, and on my knees, and I'm just so grateful because I did. I didn't know whether this God was going to strike me down or raise me up. Well, yeah, I was raised up, and I was saved. I was saved right from that night, you know. It's by the grace of God for my compulsive eating, you know, and gradually with my life and my will, I started trusting God. Oh, it's my time. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. All right. Thank you, Vasa. Um, okay, now we're going to open the floor back up. Uh, and uh, again, a little courtesy maybe for uh, anybody that hasn't shared in the last couple of days. Uh, Melissa, who'd like to share? Uh, I, I, I got nothing out of I got Tisha, and that was the only name I heard in all that. Melissa, um, I'm sorry. Melissa, Melissa C. and Kelly S. I got Kelly. Nadia well, C. Uh, I had Nadia there. Ramona Janice. A. Ramona and Jen. All right. Here's the lineup. I've got Tisha L., Melissa C., Kelly S., Nadia, uh, Ramona, and Jen A. Um, okay. No, Go ahead, Tisha. Oh, Jen D? Okay. Jan, Great. Jan C. Oh, Jan C? <laughs> I'll, I'll answer it. <laughs> uh, all right, Jan. Okay. Um, all right, Tisha. Tisha L., go ahead, please. Hi, can I be heard? Yes, you may. Good morning. This is Tisha L. with a K. Thank you okay. for your service, Craig. And um, good morning, everybody. I'm a grateful recovering compulsive eater in Long Island, New York. What this reading um, brought up for me is uh, something very similar to what's already been shared uh, in that I was a churchgoer, um, have been a churchgoer since the age of seven, and I'm 53 now. And so when I came into the rooms and I heard that it was God, I thought, great. I know what that is. I can do that. That is not a problem. But the problem was for me that I believed that that was an area, my food and my eating was an area that I should have enough knowledge and intelligence from God to handle by myself. And I don't hear um, that perspective shared a lot, so that's why I wanted to bring that up, you know, the difference between religion and relationship. 
my understanding of religion is that you're adding on man-made rules to something that's been explained in a spiritual way. Um, and when there's a relationship, it's about having a one-on-one -on -one with that power that's greater than yourself. And although I had that, I didn't have it to the depth that I've discovered since being in OA. I've been in and out of the rooms for over 30 years and more out than in. And primarily it was because of this very thing. I could not comprehend that I couldn't do this on my own without the God consciousness that I already had. I thought that that would suffice. I thought that that was enough. I thought that I had everything that I needed in my religious understanding to kind of flip that over into the God piece of OA. And I've learned by practicing the 12 steps, I've learned by being open to the idea that although I had an understanding of God, I did not have a full surrender to God that I needed. I needed to surrender the food. I needed to surrender my own ideas about how to work the program. I needed to work this program the way it's outlined in the big book. And I'm so very grateful to have found vision and this new um, relationship with God as it relates to the food, allowing God to help me with everything, every single aspect, from feelings to thoughts to actions. So thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Keisha. Okay, uh, Melissa C. Followed by Kelly S. Melissa? Hi. Oh, hi. Hi. Good morning. Thank you, Craig, for your service. Melissa C. Recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I found it actually insulting to me. You know, that's why my mind snapped shut because I had, um, like, a superiority complex because I really thought that I knew what was best. And and so um, what I found insulting was, don't tell me that this thing, this God thing, is going to take away my fat, you know, but it didn't do blank for me. You know, because I had, um, like many of us, lots of painful experiences where I cried out for God, you know, demanded God fix it, and God didn't, you know, in my mind, God didn't, um, you know, because bad things happened in my life, and and so I felt like, wait, so now you want me to pray to this thing, ask this thing that didn't show up for me when I needed it, but now I'm going to ask for it? And it's going to make me thin, you know, because I thought that that was my only problem. Like, that's how, that's how little I knew that I thought my, everything else was just fine, you know, with me. Of course, everyone else sucked, but I was okay. I was just fat. And, and so that, it, it felt insulting to um, ask this God to make me thin. And, you know, what, what really came out for me was that, um, no, my body was merely a symptom of a lot more that was wrong with me. And, um, you know, one of the things that really helped me was someone had lovingly said to me, um, stop being such a smart ass. Stop being so smart. You know, do you need help? And I, I couldn't 
I couldn't say no. Of course I needed help. I was, I was in misery. And, and so the person said, so then just take the help and, and do what you're told and, and rely on something. You know, it could be hope. You can rely, that could be your God for now. It, you could rely on following directions, you know, good orderly directions. That could be your God for now. It's got to be better than, than what you're doing, right? And, and that made sense to me. And then I realized, you know, as I worked the steps, that I had a lot of problems. <laughs> and they were much bigger than weight. And yes, God that does care about what I what I put in my mouth and how my physical body is because in a healthy body, eating in a healthy way, I'm of use. I have value. And um thank you. With that I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa. Okay, next up we have Kelly S followed by Nadia. Kelly? Hey Craig, it's Kelly S, recovered compulsive overeater in Oklahoma. Um just wanted to share on this paragraph. There's been some seriously great shares today. Um, so I became irritated and my mind snapped shut against such a theory. Well, this was me in the program um, because, you know, I've been around for 30-something years and this God thing wasn't working for me, right? You know, it's like I kind of believed in God. I grew up with a God. Um, I wanted to believe in God. Um, but like the big book said, you know, my problem was I was always giving God a list, you know, like a Santa list. And, you know, because God wasn't doing for me, like, you know, Melissa said, what I wanted God to do, then in my mind, you know, it also talks about, I thought, well, if there is a God, he sure doesn't believe in me because he's not helping me, right? Well, he's not helping me what I think he should do. You know, he's not filling my Santa list. And so, you know, I came in this program and I, my mind was closed because I thought it's not working. This program doesn't work. This God thing doesn't work, you know, and, uh, and that was it, slam shut. So, you know, I heard, um, for any of you who are new or, or struggling like I was, you know, I, I know we've talked about the set aside prayer, but that was a big change for me because my mind, my thinking, um, my, I'm the hopeless, most unique, you know, worst person in this program, you know, was keeping me stuck. And so I started doing the set aside prayer every day before I roll out of bed. And almost four years late, four years later, I still do that today because my mind still gets in the way. So <clears throat> you know, I started doing the set aside prayer so I could get out of my way. And then, you know, uh, then it was pointed out to me listening to this meeting because, you know, the thing was I kept saying, you know, uh, I, I didn't understand any of these steps, right? And so I didn't understand. It says in the 12th step, um, having a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. So what does that mean? I had to get through the steps to get this real spiritual awakening. What does that mean? I have to do work? What the heck? You know, it's like, that was the thing. I know I've said this before because um, I heard it on this line, you know, that thing about pray to God, continue to row to shore. Well, row, I didn't want to row, right? I wanted to get in a canoe and float down the stream. Well, I heard somebody else say something I loved. So God doesn't do this to me. God doesn't do this for me. God does this with me and through me. And the 12 and 12 and AA talks about this. We do this in partnership with our higher power. We conform our will with God's. I just wanted to be zapped. But guess what? That didn't do it that way. So I had to do the work. I had to get through the steps. I had to spend time with my God, just like in any other relationship in my life. The more time I spend, the closer I get with my higher power. So I had to get out of my way and, uh, and change my thinking. 
And with that, I have a relationship with a higher power today and a life and an abstinence and neutrality with food I never thought possible. So don't give up. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Kelly. Okay, next we have Nadia followed by Ramona. Nadia? Thank you so much for your service, Craig. Nadia B., gratefully recovered in Connecticut. Um, when uh, the paragraph was read, I just, um, you know, I could, uh, my mind is such a wonderful thing. Um, the, the song popped up in my head, looking for love in all the wrong places. Um, and, uh, you know, that was me. Uh, you know, Bill describes here his process, his, um, his path. Uh, he's pondering upon his experiences of really looking, um, and he comes to that end in in his in his pro- process. And what is that end? <laughs> it's a uh, snapshot. Um, that's what snapshot uh, means to me today. It's you know there's nowhere else to go, um, and what the heck am I gonna do now? Uh, how am I gonna look now um and if you ran out of places to look for for love for god welcome home um because that's where i started and i know a lot of people that um started here um and um i i am blessed uh today with um you know starting uh in this agnosticism um, starting in, in not knowing, and that was a sufficient enough place to start. Um, and to me, you know, I, I was blessed with many, um, you know, wonderful sponsors. And, and recently I was emphasized, um, one of my sponsors emphasized a paragraph to me that I fell in love with on page 55. Actually, we were fooling ourselves, you know, with this dead end and looking for love. I was fooling myself. For deep down in every man, including me, a woman and a child, it is the fundamental idea of God. And so I could run with that. I could run looking because that's where I never looked. I never looked within myself. I looked in churches. I looked in sponsors. I looked in meetings. I looked everywhere else. But, you know, like fish swimming in the ocean and looking for water. I never looked in that place, that specific place within me. Um, And whatever you call it, whatever you want to call it, you call it God, nature, Bill definitely describes it, you know, gives a few names. But, um, you know, for me today, it is God. It's simply as is. But why it is, is because I have experienced it through the work. Um, uh, I I love, love shares um, of everyone today. And, how beautiful when we get this work um, under our belt and we can see better and stop fooling ourselves. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Nadia. Okay, we have Ramona followed by Jan. Ramona? Hi, Craig. Uh, this is Ramona A. in Vermont, uh, recovered. Am I being heard okay? Yeah, you're fine. Yes, okay. All right, thanks. Um so not totally sure, but had the feeling that it would be good to share this morning. I haven't shared in quite a while. I think for myself, when when I read that paragraph, 
it didn't strike me very much because I said I have believed in God, followed my faith for all of my life, and have chosen to know not just not just um, doing it out of habit or something. I have chosen to study and follow my faith and to stay there. Yet I know now, looking back at it, when it came to OA or when it came to my addiction that God was a God of fear and punishment. Not only was I afraid of the punishment, I was afraid if I didn't believe in God because I I truly did. So um, I had others, people have said other gods, and, and one of them was my own mind, my own thinking, my own intelligence. Uh, I'm was an analyst as a for a career and I just thought I've got this down I can analyze all this stuff and so I could take care of myself that included you know I wasn't doing great with the food but I could take care of myself and all my issues I could figure out all the problems and what I found out in working the steps and going through the down through the ninth step was that in doing that was where I caused the hurt to other people, you know, my own self-will protecting myself. That's where I caused the hurts. And then I thought even less of myself. And so I fell into a lot of self-pity, really deep self-pity that I didn't realize either until I came back to work through the steps again. This meeting has been instrumental to me to help me understand the program so much more deeply. So I I truly recommend it. and came through slow process. I mean, God has certainly been patient with me to pull me into understanding love and not punishment and understanding that if I will let go of my life, if I let go of the food, the finances, the trying to control other people, trying to control all my life, then yes, God does have the solutions and they will be taken care of. And what I have to do, continue to do, is to consciously let go of my ego that says, I don't like that, you know, or it says, you can do better, I can do better. Um, I know the solution for this. I know what I'm supposed to be doing today with my time, whereas I really don't, and it's much, much more peaceful when I don't try to force that on myself. So it's a long process. For me, it's been a long process of General reminder. understand. Thank you, a God that that is loving and all-knowing, and if I allow it, will take care of me. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Ramona. Okay, uh, Jan C., you're up. Um, thank you, Craig. This is Janice B. Oh, Janice, um, Janice B., you're up. <laughs> Excuse okay. my bad hearing. No problem. Um, in Vermont, um, recovering compulsive overeater, here by the grace of God, thank you, God, for helping me to show up today and share what I have. Um, okay, so when when hearing this paragraph, um, what what occurred to me was um, like my my mind had been snapped closed for many 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 years, and um, 
uh, what I needed, what what started to open it was um, was the idea that uh, like I thought I had to know I had to have this deep knowing that there was a God and that I I knew the God, but but what kind of helped me was when someone said that God is a mystery. How could anybody know who what God is? How I mean, the Bible was written written by by people. I had um, so that that gave me permission to not have to buy into what i had heard in church in my in my youth and what my preconceived notions of what this god is um and then the um the the other thing that really helped me was um I had to know that my way didn't work. Like I, I needed to completely take step one. That that um, no matter what I did to try and control and manage food, I had for 20 years been um, in and out of OA, and um, what I was doing didn't work. And then step two came to believe, like, who is this higher power for me? It's deep. What do I yearn for? What do I need? And I identified that. And then step three is made a decision. I made a decision. I I don't know for sure. But what I do know is that my way didn't work. And I needed to, I needed to start trusting in the qualities that I I assign to the my higher power and um and the the primary one was love. And is this is this a loving thing to do? Like and then going through the steps to to um to identify my beliefs about about general reminder. Thank you the world and people and um it's been a long road and really slowly for me but um i am so grateful and i pass thank you very much all right we have time for one or two short shares we got about four and a half minutes four minutes anita b like r all right i've got anita and uh who was that nessa r yes I have Anita and Nessa. I think that'll take us out. Go ahead, Anita. Hi. Thanks a lot, Anita B. from New Jersey. Um, And I'm grateful to be on the line today, and I, too, haven't shared in a little while. And uh, just listening to everybody share helped me realize that I kind of had my glasses on backwards when it came to my uh, higher power. You know, I thought I was supposed to pray to him so that he could give me more power to make me better, so that I could make all the right decisions, so that I could take control of everything. You know, but what I'm learning is the opposite of that. You know, that my higher power is there to help 
me do his will so that um you know i so that i can be the best servant he wants me to be not the best person in the world not number 1 not the smartest not the richest none of those things but that i could be the best servant is that is where the happiness is going to lie and you know, God does for me what I could not do for myself. It's not that I'll do for God what he could, you know, it's not the opposite of that. So I'm just grateful to be on this line this morning. I'm, I'm grateful to work this big book and have such clear direction. And I'm grateful for the clarity of, you know, what I thought I knew and what I really do know. So thanks a lot for letting me share, and thanks for everybody being here. I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Anita. Uh, Nessa R., we have uh, about uh, two minutes. Go ahead. Hi. Good morning, Vision for you. This is Nessa R., a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Um, you know, I have always believed in God. I have always believed in God um, as a beneficent being, as a kind, generous being. Um, generous God, and I've always had a relationship with God. What has changed for me as a result of recovery is the nature of that relationship. You know, prior to recovery, my relationship with God was telling God what my will for Him was, uh, as has been shared by by, uh, previous um, fellows before uh, in this meeting. Now my relationship with Him is, okay, God, tell me what your will for me is and um, help me carry it out. Uh, But even in addition to that, um, you know, prior to recovery, God was always my last resort. You know, after I had tried everything uh, in my human power um, or other people's power, uh, limited beings power, and nothing worked, then I would go to God telling him what I needed him to do. Um, That obviously did not work very well. You know, of course, I tried all the diets and all the therapies and all the exercises and, you know, whatever you name it. And when that didn't work, I would beg God, please let me eat all the cheesecake I want and still be thin. Um, that didn't work very well. And now what I do is I uh, bring God immediately into the picture. It's like, okay, where is God in all this? You know, um, I actually have a kind of a play on words with it, uh, my mind snapshot. It's I have a Snapchat um, with God. I mean, for those of you who have teenage kids, you know what Snapchat is. I'm constantly talking to God. Um, and I don't wait till everything else has failed. You know, um, we'll be instructed in page 84 to pause when agitated or, or doubtful. And the reason we pause is to bring God in, you know. Time. Before the, thank you. Before the fact, before I try on my own effort to make things work, because when I do things my way, it doesn't work. When I do things God's way, um, it usually does. And um, with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. And thanks to everyone who shared today. Uh, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today is 12588. That's 12,588. And today's date is February 25th, 2019.
We're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Kelly S. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yes, I will. Kelly S. recovered in Oklahoma. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you.